And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here to have another conversation I'm hoping helps your business grow. So look, we all own a business. We all sell stuff, products, services, software. And with that, everyone that buys from us or wants to buy from us goes through a customer experience and a journey. And that's going to be different for all businesses and all products. In the end, our goal as entrepreneurs, founders, and CEOs is to try to make that customer experience the very best possible. We want the best outcome. We want the best reputation. We want the best everything. And that's what we're going to get into during today's episode of Startup Hustle. While we're at it, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Chatdesk. Is your support team struggling to respond to all of your social media comments or customer emails with Chatdesk? Machine learning and human support come together to instantly transform your support tickets into satisfied customers. Get started for free at chatdesk.com or click the link in the show notes, which is the easier way to do that. Now, speaking of Chatdesk, with me today, I've got Nato Okonkwo, who is the CEO and co-founder of Chatdesk. Once again, go to chatdesk.com to learn more. Straight out of New York, New York, Nato, welcome to Startup Hustle. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, I like to start out all the conversations that I have with CEOs and founders with a little bit of information about your backstory. So before we perform our duet of New York, New York, let's go ahead and get the backstory first. So maybe people will like us a little more before they hear us sing. Great. Yeah, we started Chatdesk five years ago. And before that, I was actually at Google as a product manager for seven years and saw some insights in how we were building the Google Assistant and voice search, that's what I used to work on, that could be applied to improve the customer experience. At the same time, one of the problems in the world I had been thinking about was jobs. A lot of people need jobs, uh, a lot of people need extra income, even more so during the current pandemic. And I saw an opportunity to create jobs for people around the US um, in customer service uh, through our platform. So came together with some other friends and we started Chatdesk and our focus is all around helping brands uh, scale their customer support and drive more sales using machine learning. Yeah, I think what you do is is pretty interesting and very useful. I've compared it in some of the recent episodes and thanks again for your support of, of Startup Hustle. Um, you know, in, in some recent episodes, I've, it's gig economy for customer support and that's what I think is really neat is I would actually get people that are familiar with customer support, not just a total chat bot or different stuff. And, you know, I think that when it comes to the, to the customer experience and the customer journey is important. You know, when you think of customer experience, 
Um, you know, well, I, I'll tell you what, at, per Wikipedia, if we're going to define customer experience, customer experience is a total as the totality of cognitive, affective, sensory, and behavioral consumer responses during all stages of the consumption process, including pre-purchase the consumptive part and post-purchase stages. Now, many people are, their heads are spinning and they're saying, what did Matt just say? So we'll, we'll break that down. But when you think about customer experience, what comes to mind? Yeah, so we work with a lot of digitally native businesses. So that's what more I can speak to. What I mean is like businesses that are born online and their customers are online, they're selling online, they're maybe a Shopify store, they're running Facebook ads. So the customer experience is from when a customer first hears about your brand or sees your brand online till they you know, go to your website, um, they purchase the product, it gets delivered to them, and then maybe they have a question or they have a follow-up or an issue. That's all the customer experience. And you want that first customer experience to be awesome because then the customer is going to purchase your service or your product. And then you want the post-purchase experience to be amazing as well because then they come back. Whether you're a subscription business or you're looking for repeat business, that's really what it's all about. Well, I think it's important for CEOs and founders to have a, a strong grasp. I spent a lot of time talking about this at my own company. And, you know, well, first off, if it's difficult to do business with someone, you don't do a lot of business with them. And if it's an unpleasant experience, then you probably don't do business with them as well. Of all weird things to reference, when you were talking about that, I was thinking, I can't remember the name of the movie. It was Anne Hathaway and she is a, a clothing designer and she's ordering her own stuff and it arrives and she opens the package and it's a total mess inside the box. And she's like, this is what our customers experience and it's not great. Um, so, you know, overall, I mean, do, do you agree that if people don't have a great customer experience that you're going to limit your opportunities to continue doing business? Yeah, definitely. And I think customer experience is a differentiator. There's so many brands that we think about as leading brands, like the apples of the world. And when you buy an Apple product and you open the box, like everything feels luxe, you know, and their products are very expensive, but you're paying for that customer experience. Like you could have got a phone from some other provider, but when you walk into an Apple store, it, everything feels different. So we all have had good customer experiences whether it's in a restaurant or by buying a product or buying a product online. So we know what that looks like and we know why we go back to those businesses for those good customer experiences. So if you feel that you're in a business where customer experience matters, that can be your differentiator and that can help you stand it above the competition and, and get more loyalty from your customers. Yeah, and as we as we discussed, or I at least defined the Wikipedia version of it, some of what you were just mentioning was the pre-purchase version of it, the consumptive phase. Mm -hmm. And I'll use, I'll expand on Apple. So I'm an Apple user, and one of the things that I've just really appreciated over the years is, I remember when buying a new laptop or phone felt terrifying because setting it up was such a pain. And yeah, Apple's clearly gone to a lot of trouble and through a lot of engineering to make it easy for you to move from one product to the next. And yeah. that's that consumptive phase is, is making it easy for people to use your stuff. Cause you know, it's like you said, you open this, you open this box, it's got this cool stuff. You're really excited about it and you can literally crush your brand's reputation and that experience by making it terribly unuser friendly. Now, in your case, when it comes to the, you know, customer experience and customer service are two different things, whether closely related. Um, I mean, when you think customer service, what do you how, what are you thinking about when it comes to the differences? Yeah, so customer service typically implies a customer reaching out to you or to your brand um, 
and then you responding to them. That could be a phone call, that could be an email, that could be a chat, that could be a social media message. And that's part of the challenge for brands today is that there's so many channels, which channels should you support and what kind of service level should you offer in those channels? Like when someone calls you, is there someone to pick up the phone or do they have to leave a voicemail? You have all these decisions to make as a business leader, as a customer service leader about how you're going to arrive from there. And that's what we help businesses really solve is, you know, on all these channels that you need to support, ensuring that you get a perfect response every single time, 24 seven. And that's really challenging for a lot of SMBs to manage, uh, but you have to, because that's the consumer expectation. Like we've talked about, like the Amazons and the Apples of the world who you're really competing with for wallet share, they do offer that type of experience. So if you want to stand there and like, you know, get a customer, you have to think about, you know, am I going to support those channels and at what service level? What, what's the biggest mistake that early stage or startup type businesses make when it comes to their customer service? Yeah, I think it starts from expectations, right? Um, if you give a channel to a customer, like an email, you can say, hey, email us. You know, you want to set expectations. And if you can respond within a day, just say I can respond within a day. People get frustrated when they feel like there's a bait and switch where something is misleading to them about what the customer service or customer experience is going to be. Like the contract that they think they're signing with you when they purchase a product, when they buy your service is not what they actually delivered. So I think that's the first opportunity to, to be successful is just to like set the right expectation with your customer. Yeah. I think so much of it can also be for early stage businesses, having no customer service. Yeah. Like, how do I reach you? How do I do anything? You know, yes. and, and that's, uh, that's actually what I, I really like about Chapdesk is the scalable version of it. Cause yes. you know, I run into this a lot and you know, full scale, you know, go to fullscale.io if you're interested in learning about what I do, but yeah. you know, we help people build teams of developers and, um, you know, there's so many things that you need along the way. And, you know, there's, and they're not always full-time needs. So if you've just launched a software platform, you know, you want and need some service, you don't want to miss the opportunities or ruin your brand's identity before you truly even have one, meaning like you just have a bad brand rep. Um, you know, there are, I just think it's cool that you can actually get some trained vetted people that can have a conversation with someone that isn't just like, okay, let me go get back to you later or, you know, find someone else that knows what they're talking about. Cause I think people just don't like feeling like they're wasting their time. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. And the way we do it, it's, it's very quick. Like you can get started in a day. Um, it's very affordable. Our pricing actually starts at $99 a month. So the fact that you can get 24 seven perfect customer support for $99 a month, um, that really is an amazing opportunity for a lot of entrepreneurs because, you know, being frank, most companies we, we talk to, you know, they're doing the customer support themselves. And I think you should, you should do it yourself in the beginning because then you know what the problems are and what the opportunities are. But once it's repeatable, once it's kind of repetitive, then it's not a use of your time as a, as a co-founder, as a, as a small business owner, like you want to find someone else either you can hire to run it for you, or you can bring on a service like Chatdesk to also managing for you in a scalable way. So I think you're right that every business should have customer service um, and Chapdesk is one way to enable that um, very quickly. It, I spent a lot of time on this show talking about listening for the echo. And it's like you mentioned in the beginning, you don't really know what people are asking for, but it does start to sound like an echo. Those are the things that you need to 
react to, fix, and do something about. And, you know, I, I run into that. I mean, four, four years later at full scale, people ask the same questions. It's, it's rarely, I'm, I'm actually surprised when I get something different at this point. And I think that's when you get into some really great solutions and offerings. Like, like you said, I mean, I could define what people are going to ask and it's the same response every time as well. So that's when you can use some higher technology or scalable things. So, all right. You mentioned working at Google and the Google voice assistant, and I've heard some some un, really uncanny examples of of that AI having conversations with people and and you know calling and making a hair appointment or ordering a pizza or something. And with that, that changes some of the trends of where some of this stuff is going. So, what is the overall trend of customer experience? Like, is it? Uh, I think people want to know, like, am I talking to a human or not? And if they don't know the difference, then th- that's probably okay too. <laughs> yeah. So I think you can talk about the, where's the customer side going, where are the brands going, and then where's the technology going? So I think customers- Let's talk expect- about all of them. Yeah. yeah let's talk about custom- all of them. Yeah. Customers' expectations keep getting higher and higher. There's this like one-upmanship happening. Well, you have 24-7 support, like I have 24-7 support. I have, you know, a dedicated concierge- person available on the phone for you, you know, I have that too. So um, every brand is trying to one up each other on customer experience and customer service, because it is an area where you can differentiate. And so if in your sector and your locality, like, you know, wherever you're playing as a business, there is an opportunity to be the customer service leader, like that's could be distinguishing factor for your business. Um, And just being on the cutting edge about the type of unboxing experience or the type of website experience, like there's so many things you can optimize aside from your product or actual business that will help you drive more sales and retain, you know, your, your loyal customers. So that's one trend is the expectations keep increasing. Um, I think on the company side, um, companies are getting overwhelmed because there's so many channels. There's Facebook, there's Instagram within Instagram, there's Instagram comments, Instagram DMS, Instagram ad comments. And now there's TikTok. there's TikTok comments and TikTok DMS. And there was always email and there was always chat. And then there's chat bots. Like there's so many things that brands have to keep control of. And there's so many products for them to use, right? There's help desks and e-commerce platforms. And there's just so many things that you have to keep track of and control of. And you end up spending a lot of resources and end of energy, like deciding what platforms to use and what to support and so on. And I don't think that's going away either. Um, just with the pandemic, particularly for digital businesses, like it's a good thing. You're actually growing and you're seeing all these tailwinds from what's happening in the economy if you're a digital business. So that's, I think, where we're seeing there is, is companies uh, just being deluged with the ton of tools and platforms that they have to use. You know, something I think most companies don't say on their way out of business is, man, we had great customer service. Yeah. It's usually <laughs> the other way around. It's, uh, yeah. a, a, you know, the rule of thumb, and I've got a background that goes, spans from retail to wholesale to software to all of it. And, uh, you know, the rule of thumb is that an angry customer tells about a hundred people and you're hoping a happy one tells one. Yeah. Uh, so there's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, a very easy to, you just even look at, at how you can ruin your brand identity in a hurry. Uh, you know, most people on Facebook probably have hundreds of people they're connected to. And if someone has a bad experience, you see them posting something about it. Yes. That's that's not good. That's not a good customer experience. At the same time, you, know, you have conversations with people regularly or see the chatter. 
where they're just they're surprised when they actually get good customer service yeah. you know and uh, do you does it, when you see reactions like that that tells you that there's a solution needing to occur did that have something to do with you starting chat desk yeah exactly i mean we didn't come up with all the ideas we talked to customers and you know some of our customers like one of our customers a company like barkbox um, very successful subscription business for pets they actually just went public recently and they've been a customer of ours for a long time and they actually came to us and said hey we have so much activity on social media how do we manage this you know and that kind of created a light bulb for us like wow this is such a fast-growing area so many brands are advertising on Facebook, on Instagram, now on TikTok. How do you manage all that communication with all those customers? And to your point, some of the communications that come in are negative or cynical. People saying things like, oh, I know a competitor product or you know, I ordered for them and I had a bad experience or I'm sure I could buy this cheaper in this other location. You know? And in some cases, you want to address it in a branded way. Here's why a product is better. Here's why it's priced the way it's priced. In some cases, you want to hide that because the person is being overly negative or being just aggressive, you know. And so we actually do that for our customers through the Chatdesk platform. We can do that social media moderation at scale. And that's something that I think very few uh, tools in the market actually offer and makes it possible for brands to show up on these channels and increase the efficacy of their ads and really, you know, protect their brand reputation and presence. What's a, how do I, as a, as a business owner, how do I measure my the customer experience in general like how do i i I think that too many business owners are kind of misinformed about their own business on many days and i i'm that guy that will if i have a bad experience i'll actually reach out to a business owner and tell him and i'll say hey look this is not this is intended to be nothing other than me wishing people had told me things in the past that didn't necessarily trickle up. You know, as the CEO or founder, you don't always get to put your finger on that pulse. So, you know, how do I measure my customer experience? How do I judge whether it's any good or not? And how do I find, and more importantly, how do I find out if it's terribly flawed? Yeah, yeah, I think there's three ways. So there's the traditional uh, way, which is, um, you know, do some shadowing. If you have a physical location business, just pretend to be a customer, walk through the store, walk through the restaurant, you know, incognito, see what the experience is like, you know, and you'll notice some things. Don't, you know, overreact because that might be anecdotal, maybe just that day or just that time when you happen to be posing as a customer, then you saw the experience. Then there's kind of more sophisticated ways. There's things like surveys. You can run CSAT surveys, MPS surveys, and there's many tools which uh, make it easy to see, you know, send a link or send an email to a customer, allowing them to reach you. Um, the downside of that is that only those customers who take the time to do that are going to you know, give you that feedback. And so that usually is very positive customers or very negative customers, but it is a signal. We actually offer at Chatdesk a free tool called Chatdesk Trends. You can sign up for it on our website, which will automatically analyze all your customer feedback, all your emails, chats, social um, you can connect whatever platforms you want. And we use machine learning to automatically give you the sentiment of all those conversations and like what are customers talking about? Are 10% of your customers talking about pricing or promo codes or delivery issues? It makes it really easy to, to see all that customer feedback in one place. Do you need a tremendous amount of feedback to get that machine learning algorithm to actually get it? 
Uh, no. So the way we built the system, uh, sorry to get a bit technical here, what you asked is- No, do, no you're have, on start, Apostle. We can get technical. We're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, we actually build machine learning models for each industry that we work in. So we have a fashion model, a beauty model, a pets model, a fintech model, a car rental model, airlines, you know, all the different types of industries we serve. So right on day one, it actually automatically categorizes your messages around 90% plus accuracy because we've already built the model. You know, a typical machine learning company would say, hey, give me a bunch of data. I'll come back in a month with like a machine learning model for you that's going to be accurate. We already have that uh, on day one. Before we get into the second half of the episode, let's take a moment to recognize today's episode sponsor. That's NATO's company, Chatdesk. Many businesses receive a high volume of social media comments and emails over the, over the holidays. With Chatdesk, you can clear your ticket backlog with best-in-class 24-7 customer support. Companies who use Chatdesk increase their Facebook ad conversion by up to 15% for a limited time. You can use Chatdesk for free. You can learn more at chatdesk.com or click the link in the show notes. Tell them Matt and NATO sent you because you were listening to this episode, learning all of the golden secrets about making a customer experience awesome. Okay, so... I'm very committed to transparency and being open and honest with our listeners. And I have gotten better over the last few years, but inherently I have hated customer service um, and not hated it. It's just one of those, I, I love the feedback, but it's a grind. It's a grind. And, and, you know, it's sometimes, and one of the things with that is a lot of the people that field the customer experience, at least in an old school way, they end up just, uh, they, they are simply answering the phone and hearing the worst things that people have to say. So I've formed a level of empathy over the years for people that work in customer service to the point now I mentioned, I've, I've had a turnaround with that where I now actually try to say really positive and nice things. I surprise some of them when I, when you do that. But part of that is me, me aiming to improve, increase, and just perfect the customer service model in my own company. Uh, having a founder that, that isn't a huge fan of doing it is, is a bad cultural trait. And I realize that as well. So how do you go about forming a, a customer service culture in your startup or early stage business? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the best case scenario comes from the top like the leaders of the company care about customer service and care about customer experience. Um, and like you said, that's not something that you focus on. Um, I think you have to bring in those team members um, or those partners who can help you uh, take it to the next level. So that could be a company like Chatdesk. There are many like CX consultants out there who will come in and help you create those processes and operations so that you can have a stellar customer experience. People who've done it before, maybe at other organizations. So in, in one of my books, uh, Balance Me or The Realist Guide to Successful Life, I have a whole section about personality styles. And I believe that certain personality styles are better suited for customer support and customer service roles. Have you found that to be the case? Yeah, I think a great customer service comes from a place of empathy, right? The story I always tell is, you know, we work with several companies in the wedding space. Um, like companies that sell bridesmaids dresses, tuxedo rental, and so on. And, um, you know, they get emails like, hey, my dress didn't arrive or my tuxedo didn't arrive. And 
it might sound silly to you and I, but like that's the big day for that person or their friend. Yep. And if that doesn't arrive on time, it's going to be a huge issue. And, you know, we shouldn't forget that as a customer service company, we should have empathy for our customers. And that's actually one of our four values as a company is empathy. So empathy, meaning putting yourself in the customer's shoes, even though, you know, this company probably gets thousands of these types of issues or requests per day, they should never forget that like each customer is special and has a special issue and trying to do the best they can to help resolve that for that situation. So looking for people who have empathy and can put themselves in other people's shoes, I think those people usually are the stars in customer support. And those are usually type B personalities, by the way, they're listeners, not talkers. They have the ability to, like you said, the empathy, they listen, they care, uh, they feel the pain or anguish of, of the, uh, of the caller. And, you know, like you said, there's some of these things like the wedding is one of the most stressful events that people go through. And, uh, it's, and, uh, as I mentioned in the book, it's pretty, uh, it, you don't show your best qualities when you're stressed out. So if you want to be your best self, don't do it when you're stressed. All right. So some people believe that cus the, that customer experience is a new marketing strategy for businesses. Is this something you're familiar with? Yeah, I completely agree. Tell me why. Yeah. So let's just talk, for example, about the social media use case. Um, as I mentioned, many brands advertise on Facebook, on Instagram, they post content on TikTok or on Twitter. Um, why are they doing that? Because they're trying to acquire customers and drive conversions, right? And so if a customer sees your ad and then asks a question over Facebook DM or over Instagram DM, like that becomes customer support. But it's marketing because if there's no response, that tells them something about the company, right? There's so many brands advertising. This could be a fly-by-night company that's going to take my money and not deliver on the order, right? So if you respond quickly in a personalized or branded way, that builds trust and that helps to drive the conversion. So customer support becomes a conversion opportunity. Now, we're actually taking it further, right? We're starting to do something with our brands we call proactive engagement, right? Where you follow up with customers. Take an example where a customer reaches out about a product that's not in stock. Well, most companies are just gonna leave that on the floor. Well, we don't have it in stock. But what if when it does come back in stock, you reached out to the customer and said, hey, it's here now, do you still want it? That's a conversion opportunity. And so customer support becomes a sales opportunity, becomes a marketing opportunity. So I think the best companies have started to think about how their customer support actually is marketing. The general customer experience, like how you respond and whether you're fast and whether you're personalized, but even more directly in using customer support to drive sales and drive revenue. We actually follow a similar model to that at full scale where our development and project managers who often work with many, like could work with dozens of different developers and dozens of different clients, we have shifted to have them, they're, they're showing support, but understanding the needs and when they see someone has finished a different product project or maybe a new employee starts getting them to be proactive and say, hey, I think there's someone here that can solve the problem that we didn't have the ability to solve with or for you before. And it's translated to a huge uptick in sales. Um, and some of that is, is a little further down the line, but those are people that already have a relationship with our clients. So their advice is that much more credible. Now, for those of you that have a software startup, I'm going to share a couple of things with you that can be revolutionary. So 
the the experience that you give a customer or a visitor when they come to your site uh, is of the utmost importance. Now, people that visit a website often don't know. They don't know what stage of business you're at. They don't know if you have 50 users or if you have 5 million users. And if you offer great and fast customer support, you're, you're quick to reply or you just do what you say you're going to do in regards to that reply, um, you're still up there with people that may, could have tens of millions of dollars of funding. Like the visitor doesn't necessarily know if you're slow, if it takes you a day to reply to something really standard, the first thing I think in my head is, oh, wow, no one works here. Um, so you can really bring yourself up to the level of some really scaled up companies when it comes to that. And there's, you know, there's been different ads over the years where it's like the small business owner and the phone rings and the, it was like, Hey, can I talk to the accounting department? And the guy puts you on hold. He's like, Hey, this is accounting. Hey, this is sales. Hey, this is customer support. And it's the same person. But you know, overall there's, there's, yeah, I, if you listen to the show regularly, you hear me say, you got to look like you're in the business of whatever it is you say that you do and good support and timely support and accurate support is a good way to, to get started with that. And I mean, do you agree or disagree with my comments about that, about putting your, your earlier stage company on the same, the, on the same stage with bigger competitors? Yeah, I completely agree. And a lot of times when we talk to our customers, we ask them like, Hey, why did you choose that software vendor or that tool? They'll say, well, like my account, they manager. replied quicker. Yeah. Or yeah, they, yeah. 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 <laughs> And when you ask them like, hey, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving this platform or leaving that platform? We're like, oh, I had a bad experience with my account manager. I hear that so often. And so it is the first experience, but it's also the ongoing experience they get. And even when people don't like the answer, they appreciate if they get a fast response because then they make, they make a decision and then go on about their day. You ask them, hey, do you have this feature? Or, you know, can I cancel or can I change my plan or something like that? A fast response that tells them even, hey, let me look into it and then follows up. That's all people really want because then they can make a decision about how to go about their day. But if you don't respond at all or it takes you forever, then every second they're like, oh, I'm done with these guys. A, a quick a quick version of this. Uh, thank you for reaching out. I'm sorry you're having an issue. I'm not the right person to answer that question. I know who is. I'm going to go ask and I'll get back with you as soon as I can. Or, I mean, that right there will stop someone from getting pissed. It's when, especially with software and if you're something's down or it's broken and you know, so much, so many B2B solutions it, when they're, when they're, when your solution isn't working, you're stressing out your users. And the longer you let that know, the, let that go, uh, the worse you are. So yeah. Uh, now, not replying at all is terrible. So what, how do you, I mean, tell me how chat desk, how do you guys make sure that a follow-up or a follow through or any of that occurs for the, for the companies you work with? Yeah. So the first thing, you know, even outside of our platform, we recommend the self-service. So if you can put the most frequently asked questions right there in a help center so that people don't have to reach out to customer service, that's even better because the average person just wants to solve it themselves. So yep. that's what we always recommend, even if it's contrary to our business, like we want the best customer experience for you and for your customer. So anything you can do to improve and drive self-service is better. Now, if someone does reach out, um, that's where the chat desk teams platform can come in. What we do is we help you find industry experts, what we call super fans of your brand. Some of them might be customers already, 
um, and we give them the tools to respond to the messages. So uh, our platform pulls in all the previous messages you received, the previous responses you've been sending, and you know makes it available for these chatless experts to send out. And it goes out through you know whatever help desk you're using. So let's say you're using Zendesk or Salesforce or one of those types of platforms. Um, it gets pulled in through there and sent out through there. So what we're really doing is all the knowledge that you've been sending out to customers, if you've been doing customer support yourself or you have a team, that's what your chat desk experts are using. So that ensures that they're perfectly accurate and on brand from day one. Yeah, part of shaping our customer experience and journey at FullScale has been making simple little videos in some cases. And, you know, we have the capacity to do that, but it's like you said, so many people just want to solve it just there. And uh, so we give people, try to give people multiple ways to answer those questions. And I want to commend you for a hell of a lot of integrity in that response because, uh, and please note that listeners, it would have been a lot easier for him to not advise you to try to help create some upfront answers that people wouldn't need to necessarily ping your service to do. But that, I think that represents wanting to help people find solutions and not just be self-serving. So thank you for doing that and responding yeah. that way. Thank you. I, thank hey, you. Like, that's a big part of the customer experience. It's not, it shouldn't be about you. You're there to serve the people that are giving you money. It's not, I talk to salespeople about this. I talk to startup founders about this. I talk to marketers about this and the voice that people want to hear. It, okay. So the world's most popular radio station is WIIFM. Call letters stand for what's in it for me. That's what people are listening to. So you have to speak to that frequency and it has to be about them. It can't be about you. I've I used to be a sales trainer and I would just want to slap the phone out of the hand of any salesperson. It's like, well, I need to make two more sales to meet my quota. No one cares. That's not my problem as a buyer. And yeah. now I've made that order for salespeople because those are the guys and gals that have made deposits by helping me and I want to help them out. But it's not a good economy to trade on. It shouldn't, it's not about you. It's about, it's about them. Yeah. So, you know, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. and I want to get, I want to get into, did you ever reply to that? Yeah. One other thing I want to add is in some companies, um, Customer support is part of the process. Like customer support has to onboard customers or, or sell customers or you know, open their accounts for them and so on. In some companies, customer support is a catch-all. There's some bug or some issue and it hasn't been fixed by engineering or it hasn't been fixed in the product. And, and that's why people are complaining or that's why people could be asking for refunds or asking for replacements. So I think I would encourage business leaders to, to make that trade-off and say, hey, like if we actually fix the problem in the product, the customer support team will get less emails, which is better for the customer, the end customer, right? It's better for the customer service team. So that's another opportunity. You know, self-service is, is number one, but number two, like what are the reasons why people are reaching out? How can we fix that so people don't reach out about it? Yeah, you're you're about to drop me back down my onboarding rabbit hole because I get so passionate about that being an area where so many people fail at their business. It's like it shouldn't be hard for me to sign up for this, damn it! You know, it's and that that uh, we created at gigabook.com. We created what we call Smart Start, which was like an intuitive onboarding. Uh, the moment we launched that, our support inquiries and just general questions to our team went down by over 90% like that day. And it, 
I just, the, it was like the clouds parted. I'm like, oh, wow, I don't have to answer the same crappy question over and over and over. I, I like that. Before we get into the last section of today's episode, I want to remind everyone that today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Chatdesk. You can supercharge your support team instantly, transform social comments, DMs, emails, and chats into conversations. For a limited time, you can get started with Chatdesk for free. Just go to chatdesk.com. That's right, chatdesk.com. There's a link in the show notes, which makes it even easier to get there. You guys have been kind enough to offer our listeners an extended free trial, so I appreciate that. Tell them, tell them NATO and Matt sent you. You know, there's nothing better than name dropping the founder when you're trying to get something right. So I, I, I'm kidding. Hopefully they all do because that means they're interested in chat desk. Uh, you know, another thing is, is I really do want to encourage many of you to try the service. I did go through a walkthrough. I, 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 I'm telling you this out of nothing but transparency. I was impressed with what they did. The things that really impressed me was it was a self-service environment and I could go through and actually try and test some of the people that would be working with or around support for what we're doing. And, you know, having worked for big, huge companies and started companies and, you know, dealt with a lot of different stuff. This is a really important part about your business's growth. It's so expensive to find clients, users, subscribers, whatever it is, uh, it is way, way easier to, or cheaper to keep the ones you have than go and constantly continue to find new ones. I would like to come up to a conclusion on this episode by talking about maybe we can bounce some things back. What are, what are things that people do to kill their brand when it comes to crap customer service or experience? Like what are, so let's try to help, let's try to help some listeners avoid, avoid stuff that is explosive or implosive. Yeah. So we work with a lot of um, e-commerce businesses and um, something that's very frustrating to customers is when they order something and it doesn't arrive or it doesn't arrive in the expected time frame. Um, a lot of businesses are struggling with this because of the supply chain issues you might have heard about. You know, if your goods are coming over the seas, like a lot of the ports are clogged and, you know, customers don't understand that. Why can't I get the thing I ordered? So that's why I get back to kind of the thing I said before, which is setting expectations and being proactive. I think if you can be proactive with customers and tell them, hey, I'm so sorry, it's not arriving on time. Here's what we're doing about it. That actually lowers the temperature. But if you don't communicate, you don't respond, people keep getting more and more escalated. They come back with the all caps if they send you an email or they keep blowing up your phone lines or you know, really torching you on social media or in your reviews, just setting expectations about what you can deliver. And then if you can't deliver it, it's okay. Being proactive about what you're doing about it. And I think a lot of businesses just put their heads in the sand and let their customer service team get bombarded by all this uh, you know, aggressive behavior. Simple solution under promise and over deliver. Yes. But yeah. I, yeah. And, and, you know, Amazon raised the bar, uh, when it just comes to shipping and deliverables. Um, yeah. I mean, they really did. I I'm old enough to remember when it took six to eight weeks for some things to arrive, yeah. you know, and it's like, and now it's there that instant expectation. And, but, but yeah, I think that unfulfilled promises, you know, so I'm going to bring up a point here that, I, we didn't really talk about some organizations. Uh, I think some of this starts from sales, business development reps, 
account support and others that automatically by default just kick people to customer service and put put those folks in situations and you know they're pawning off the problem and when they should be in some cases solving it or maybe walking that person to support uh you know just say hey call customers here's our 800 number or here go to our website and talk to someone in live chat uh, I say that because it doesn't, it, you walk someone over to find help, you're working on the problem with them. You point to them and tell them to go figure it out themselves. That's a completely different vibe. Yeah. Yeah. One other one I think is um, missed opportunities. So a lot of people are ignoring their customer support. They look at customer support as like the lowest, you know, role in the company, maybe the lowest paid in the company, but it's actually a gold mine. I talked about the social media example before. If you respond to your social media comments, if you moderate your comments, we see around 15% increase in conversion from doing that. And we all know the statistic, like it's easier to get more sales from an existing customer than it is to go and acquire a new customer. But so many of us are going and chasing new customers for good reason. But the bigness, business bignesses out there, like the apples of the world, where they're really shining is they're getting existing customers to pay more and to spend more with them. And so customer support is how you do that. And so if you go and sit with your customer service team or you're doing customer service yourself and look at how can I sell additional product or service to the customers I have, customer service is usually like one of your best channels to do that because they know the customers, they know their issues, they know the products, they know the problems. And so if you're trying to drive more revenue for your business, going into customer service and seeing what you can drive from there uh, is a huge opportunity. And that's, chat that helps you do that. When people launch a pilot with us, we measure our success based on the conversion, the revenue that customer service is driving. Yeah, I'm, I'm a results-oriented person. So uh, that, I mean, the, these are things that are quantifiable. Uh, something else you can count on is me ending my episodes of Startup Hustle with the Founders Freestyle. I say my episodes because I am not the only host of the show. Make sure you tune in weekly and join Andrew Morgans, the CEO and founder of Marknology, as he discusses e-commerce and Amazon brand acceleration with his guests. Don't miss Lauren Conaway's weekly episodes. Lauren is the founder of Innovate Her and someone that tackles so many subjects that I'm not brave enough to dive into. So thank you for that, Lauren. Uh, if you're interested in seeing and hearing my reaction to today's podcast, head on over to the Startup Hustle YouTube channel. I have been recording reaction videos that are four or five minutes long that talk about all the great stuff and my customer, my guest experience or host experience with whoever we have on the show. And that will be live if you are already listening to this episode. So it's out there waiting. Now with the Founders Freestyle, I like to hand the mic over to my guests and then back to myself to discuss well, did we leave anything out? Do you have great advice for founders? Uh, is there anything you'd like to say? Overall, in the end, it's a freestyle. So we could also, we were talking about performing New York, New York. We had the Sinatra or the Alicia Keys version. Um, we might just make that available straight to iTunes. I'm not sure. But anyway, here's the mic. What would you, how would you like to close out your episode, Nato? Yeah, I think um, just leave with the closing thought that um, customer service can drive revenue. Um, Chatdesk is a free way to get started, to get 24-7 perfect customer support um, to help you drive that revenue. Okay. 
All right. So I'll start my freestyle by once again saying thanks for the support that you've given Startup Hustle and the Startup Hustle community, helping us reach listeners in over 190 countries. And, um, you know, we, we put a lot of work into this show and uh, it's always great when other people support us now and the whole idea of support, uh, you know, don't ignore it, folks. It's so easy to have a great product and a great service and a great solution and then you blow it all up with shitty service and you know there there's really in the end when it in my opinion when it comes to a good customer experience or good customer service is i hate it when people waste my time so you know some of that whenever you hear about people getting mad they're like i've been on hold for four hours you know and they're and you're just progressively getting upset and angry along the way you know try to try to just empathize i think the, the some of the key points we talked about were having empathy get, getting the right tools in place you don't if you can't afford a customer service person and that's where you know i say that in a singular way you can you don't need a single person you can use something like chat desk to scale a whole team of people that can instantly respond and also have that expense metered on how much of it you need. And we're in this golden age of gig economy and ability for so many businesses to buy and not have to build the solution. And that's great stuff. That is really great stuff. There's, I'm, I'm a big advocate of all you early stage founders using stuff like this to get it right. And you know, I think what you'll probably find in the end is these tools become just a part of your business and your offering. And uh, when it comes to support and being able to, you know, outsource and and partner with companies like Chatdesk, you can get back to focusing on some of the other things on that never ending list of stuff that all CEOs and founders have to deal with. So um, I appreciate, I respect the hustle NATO. So uh, keep up the good work and uh, I'll catch up with you down the road. Thanks so much, Matt. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time. We do it.